Welcome back to Scratch the Hog. I'm Justin. And I'm Zach. Let's get into it. Yeah, we're here. So, uh, Justin, this is episode two. We made it. We're officially podcasters. We are. I didn't think we'd make it past episode one. We let the ad revenue start rolling in, right? We're gonna make we're gonna make so much sense. <laughs> so much sense. Yeah, so much sense. Got to get that merch line out. Yeah. Uh, I think we had <laughs> nearly a dozen listeners after the first episode, and it only to be fair, it only dropped a couple days ago. I'd say that's a good start for yeah. two for two nobodies. Yeah, well. in the in the food scene, in the food scene, <laughs> hurts my feelings. Yeah, for two nobodies. Yeah, okay. No, well, I uh, shouldn't say that. You're you're something to me, and you are something. This is oh, that made me feel really good. Yeah, that's what this is about. People, just, yeah. just, just the warm fuzzies. That's all we're here Exa- for. Exactly. Give each other the warm exactly. fuzzies. Exactly. Um. So if you're if you're looking for this, or you are listening, you stumbled upon this. We're actually on YouTube the video version, if you want to see our faces, which I mean, why wouldn't you, right? This is glorious. Uh, yeah. We're, we're two great looking dudes. <laughs> uh, we're, we're on, <laughs> we are, we are very, very, um, uh, what would, how would you describe us? Sturdy, um, two sturdy looking guys. Sturdy, husky, uh, <laughs> first of all, it's not called husky anymore. They're called athletic fit. Okay, so that, that's that's they're not husky. We are formally athletic, <laughs> like husky husky style jeans that you used to get at Walmart all the time. Yeah, they they can't or do that Sears. anymore because it it does uh, it doesn't do good things for the self esteem. So that's why they make what they're called athletic fit. You know, yeah, thick, I get that thick thick boys. Th- um, <laughs> Yeah. So we're also on Spotify. Uh, we're on iTunes. Um, we m- are showing up in Google Podcasts at some point, but I don't think anybody listens on Google Podcasts. So um, I think that's just takes time to after you submit the feed. So at some point we'll be in Google Podcasts, but I can't foresee many listeners. So you can find us all over the place. We're everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And um, we also have an email. So I feel like we should have people email us questions, concerns, thoughts, feelings. And yes, we, uh, want, we want to hear from all of you. Yeah. And uh, you, can re- you can reach us at scratchthehog at gmail.com. Scratchthehog at gmail.com. And we will read the fan mail. Yes. Please reach out to us. So what have you been up to since right. we last spoke? Justin um man let me tell you I've been <laughs> cooking I've yeah? been cooking a lot oh yeah yeah well I mean I've been cooking I feel like nonstop for the past two years now that's awesome. which is great yeah and it feels yeah. it feels good um for you know I've been really you know creative this month and it might be because I haven't been drinking since the beginning of January that might have yeah. helped my 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 creative flow um but you know trying new things that we typically wouldn't do uh for example the other day we did a sous vide pork belly with a uh, fresh cherry sauce so i found some cherries at the store uh mixed in some red wine shallots um cherries a little bit of uh drippings from the pork belly and reduce it down into like a nice little sauce, um, which is something we typically don't do. We usually have more savory, uh, unctuous. I know a lot of people don't like the word unctuous, and Mandy is one of those people. <laughs> uh, but sauces that are a little bit more rich, but I yeah. wanted something a little bit lighter, a little bit more tart to kind of balance out the fattiness of the pork belly. So, um, yeah, just kind of experimenting. So a question, I have questions about the, how your sort of creative uh, food process. So, um, did you have the pork belly? Were you like, Oh, I'm in the mood for pork belly. Were you in the grocery store and you saw the cherries and you're like, Oh, cherry sauce. But which like, how did this, like, what was the first thing that sort of sparked, uh, all the other things? 
So we had the pork belly that was left over from the pork keta that I made for my birthday. Oh, um, okay. It was about it was about maybe a pound and a half slab pork belly, um, and I cut it in half and I used half one half of it to make pork bao buns. And I was saving the other half to do because I know I wanted to sous vide it because sous vide pork belly is like super super good and always comes out really really nice and tender and really flavorful. Um, so I knew like I had that pork belly and when I was at the store, that's when the inspiration hit because I saw the cherries there and cherries are typically hard to find this time of year and they were a mm-hmm. good price. And so I thought to myself, Oh, those cherries look good. What can I do with those? Oh, we have the pork belly. Pork belly is really fatty. Cherries are a little bit sweeter, a little bit tart. So I feel like that's a nice balance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say half of my inspiration comes from whenever Manny and I are shopping in the store. We see stuff and we want to mess around with it. Other times we plan ahead as to mm-hmm. what we're going to make. Nice. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. What about you? What about me? Um, I have not been cooking continuously for the last two years. It sort of ebbs and flows. Um, I hate the kitchen that we have. It's super unfunctional. It's just like, it's, it's crappy. Everything about it's crappy. And, um, it's been challenging because like we're renovating a house and it's an old house. And like the last thing that we're going to do is that kitchen. Um, and um, we're hoping to be able to do it this year. And it's just chaos, like trying to find, um, uh, people, appliances, uh, cabinets, like everything, trying to get everything to align is like nearly impossible right now. And I've like mm-hmm. lost a lot of sleep <laughs> as of late, <laughs> just right. stressing over it, you know. Um, but uh, so I guess since we last talked, though, um, I had a really, really awesome food experience. So uh, it was L- Lunar New Year last week, you know from when we're recording this Mm -hmm. and uh, we were invited uh, to a friend. So uh, a friend of mine uh, moved to China like 10 years ago, uh, met his wife, had two kids and they just moved uh, back to the States um, in November. And they invited us over for Lunar New Year. And like, first of all, it was amazing, like super thankful and appreciative to be invited. But my goodness, the food that they made, I mean, it was like quite a spread. And I, I have one regret, and that was for some reason, the first time in my life, I showed restraint when I was eating. Like <laughs> I all day Sunday and all day Monday, all I wanted was like the feeling that I packed myself full of, you know, Mopao tofu, Kung Pao chicken and, um, uh, uh, dumplings. And for some reason I didn't, I just wish I would have been a glutton and just ate and ate and ate, but, um, it was awesome. Uh, pig's feet. Um, mm. yeah, just, just uh, everything was so mm. good. It was really, really exciting. Uh, and Oh, it's the year of the rabbit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my year. So I was told nice. that um, you're either going to have really good luck or really bad luck. And uh, I should wear something red. So now I'm starting to wear. I'm not a superstitious person, but I can't have a year of bad luck. Like, I don't know. That just freaks it's, me out. It doesn't doesn't <laughs> hurt to it might help. It doesn't hurt to. Yeah. To, to wear it. So I have this thing. I have um, I have another thing lying around here, too. It's like, uh, oh. One of these, like, uh, what are these called? Um, prayer bead things. Tie your eyes. I don't know. I, you yeah. Know, just trying to layer it on. But um, Lunar New Year, you're the rabbit. Great food. Um, as far as cooking, my cooking's been, like, we- really weird. Um, I tend to, like, I've been, like, weirdly stressed lately. And um, sometimes I'll go, like, all day and I'll just be, like, kind of, in a weird headspace. And really the only thing that's going to like make me feel better is just cooking something. And it's usually like pasta related. So, um, I did a, uh, it's, there's a lot of like 8 PM pasta dishes happening, you know, and the, the most recent one, mm-hmm. uh, actually had pork in it too, man, we are made for scratch the hog, you know, uh, I made a carbonara, pork, all that pork love, pork love. Yeah. Pork hey, love. Hey. Trademark, pending. <laughs> um, look, look for the merch coming. Um, 
Yeah, so I made carbonara, and it's like I love carbonara. It's 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 really good. It's um, deceivingly simple, mm-hmm. and um, people have a lot of feelings about it too. You know, like there's like the right way to make it, or you know the perfect. This is good. I hate. I'm starting to hate things on the internet. That's like the best thing ever or the perfect way to make something. Um, because but people feel that way. It's their, what they think is the perfect way to make something like, that's not my perfect way to make yeah. something. Like if I'm going to make your perfect carbonara, it has to be the best carbonara I've ever had in my life or the world. It's got to be better than Massimo uh, Buteros. I think that's how you say his last name. It has to be better than his carbonara for it to be the perfect carbonara. Is that is that how you feel or is that how you think people feel? No, that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like... You know, the thing with carbonara, it's like what? Uh, um, it, it's a pork product. Uh, traditionally, guanciale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use pancetta. You can use bacon. I had bacon. I yeah. used bacon. It tastes really all, good. It's not It's not going to ruin not gonna ruin the dish, but somebody Absolutely might say not. so. Uh, it's, dry, it's typically dry pasta. I've used fresh pasta. I do think, I do think dry pasta is better um, for it a few better. reasons. Um, and it's uh, egg and cheese and my preference is like 60 percent pecorino mm-hmm. and or maybe like 60 70 pecorino and 30 ish percent parmesan i used to go yeah. heavy on the parmesan and it's fine it's good it's good mm-hmm. but i do think it's better with more pecorino than parm yeah so i render obviously render off your bacon product get it real good. I start in a cold pan too, because that's, I find that gets the nice, the best crispies. Um, and the dish comes together and the time it takes to boil water and cook your pasta. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know this, yeah. but, um, maybe our listeners don't. And I feel like we need oh, to talk yeah, about no, it. Yeah. Right? Ex- yeah. Definitely. Okay. Definitely explain it. So I, I was just telling Jess to this too. I was like, I remember the first time that I cooked carbonara because I was like enamored by it. I saw, I think I was watching a res, uh, it was probably no reservation. So an Anthony Bourdain episode in Italy mm-hmm. where he, uh, you know, he, and I just remember he was in the kitchen and the guy was just like whisking egg and cheese together. So I was like, man, I can try this. This looks luxurious, fancy, beautiful. So you render off the bacon. Um, this is how I do it. Uh, you get a lot of fond on the bottom of the pan. So I actually do like to deglaze that a little bit with the pasta water. Not a ton, just enough to scrape uh, it. It, it, it works. You, you kind of get this like pork fat um, sauce happening. You know, this pork fat glaze happening in the bacon. Mm-hmm. And uh, for like one pound, and I was using like regatonis because I love regs. Um, <laughs> one full egg. And two egg yolks. That's a good ratio. That's what I... And of of I, whole egg to egg yolk. Yeah. yeah, one full egg, two egg yolks, and a, basically as much cheese as that egg can take. And I whisk it, whisk it, whisk it. And it'll turn into mm-hmm. like um, like a, almost like a porridge consistency. And <laughs> um, that works for me. Uh, when your pasta is, you know... Al dente, pretty good. I do think people have a tendency to overcook. Uh, I think when people watch TV shows, they don't realize like things are truncated and things actually cook in the pan longer than they do, and things take longer to come together in the pan. Whatever. Um, yeah. So I turn at this point my uh, pan with the bacon or pork or whatever the pork product is is on low, uh, and my pasta goes into there. And I reserve the water. I don't. I I keep at least a cup and a half of water, which is way more than I need. But I like to keep. It helps me. It's like my security blanket. Um, and I might add a little bit of water to the egg mixture, a tiny bit, so I don't scramble my eggs. But it's probably cool enough at that point to um, just add into the uh, regatoni and pork mixture because you're on low or no heat. Um, and at that point, I'm shaking the pan, stirring the pan, shaking the pan, stirring the pan, uh, and really just trying to get that like glossy, beautiful sauce. And um, 
this is something that I have learned over time. Uh, I'm a monster. I can't resist myself from eating. So I, by the time I'm on my second helping, the, the <laughs> everything's perfect in the pan. The 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 reggaetoni mm-hmm. cooked a little bit more. The sauce set up mm-hmm. a little bit more. It's a little tighter, and mm-hmm. um, so it, it's really like an extra two minutes that I can't wait. That makes a huge difference. But my goodness, right. it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to wait when you have a cheesy eggy emulsion with pasta and bacon. Oh. Oh. Like it's just four ingredients that come together to make something so uh, luxurious and sensual, dare I say. It's such a great dish to like practice like technique on, you know, because it's, it's um, you can, you can find everything, you know, uh, you don't mm-hmm. have to use pecorino. You can use all Parmesan. It's totally fine. Oh, Just don't don't yeah. use the green jar stuff. You know, don't use no, the shaker not, stuff. That's, that's, that's not real a bunch of That's just a bunch of anti-caking agents and God knows what mm-hmm. else is in there. Uh, splurge. Yeah. Get get one that you can grate, you know, and yeah. um, uh, it's going to make a big difference. But like you'll yeah. you'll your learning curve, like whatever you make will always taste good. It will only start it will taste better and it will look better um you know when you first do it mm-hmm. it might look chunky you know it might look grainy it still tastes good add a little pasta water you know little by little at a little bit at a time but it's it's a cool dish um mm-hmm. and uh i i recommend people try it if they haven't i like i like what you just said about how um you know you don't need to buy the really expensive ingredients. Like you don't need to buy guanciale because guanciale is not available everywhere. Bacon is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Even, um, you know, it's like something I've also been thinking about as well. Like you can take in inexpensive ingredients and still make something fantastic. And 100%. as far as the cheese, as far as the cheese go, like you don't need to buy $20 a pound Parmigiano Reggiano. You can buy, um, just like the Belgioso, like Parmesan cheese, just as long as mm-hmm. it's like a hard, nutty cheese, um, mm-hmm. and you can still make something fantastic. Um, like if you think about it, the, the most expensive ingredient out of all of that is, is probably eggs. Right now, <laughs> right now it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, it, yeah, like it, what are they? Like, it never used to be that ten dollars. I think they're like six or seven dollars a dozen, aren't they? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah that um, is true. It is expensive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for I don't know, you know, for people listening in uh, what because, you know, each city is different. But I found that Target actually has the cheapest eggs currently right now. Um, they're the last I checked, they were th- maybe three dollars a dozen. And then 18 were like under six dollars, which is like the best, hmm. you know, place that I found for for okay. eggs. I don't know if they have their own, you know, distribution center for eggs or their own like farm or whatever is going on there but yeah you know buying power of target is able to get a get a bulk rate or something Um, something um but but yeah like you don't need you don't need the absolute best really premium expensive ingredients to make a fabulous dish you don't, and I'm I'm actually glad you said that too, because uh, I, I didn't think that we would maybe dig into this, but I have a lot of uh, thoughts, and it kind of goes. We live in this like weird FOMO culture. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I we I follow all sorts of food accounts on social media. I'm sure you do, and may mm-hmm. you get caught up in it, right? And yeah. Um, you're just like, oh, well, there's a lot of them that are bad. I sent you one earlier that was like dog shit, but um, <laughs> was, uh, some of them are, are just not real. But yeah. uh, I, I think we ha- we get caught up in this like, oh, I have to get the best of the best. I have to have, you know, a $60 bottle of uh, balsamic vinegar or, you know, the expensive cheese that, you know, and it's like, you don't, because here's the thing, like, that's not, that's not even authentic cooking. You know, you talk about like cooking like an Italian grandma over in Italy, like these dishes are made because they were affordable. And Mm -hmm. the essence of making those things is finding things that are easily accessible regionally. So, 
I like exactly. to even think about like cooking in the spirit of instead of like exact replication. So like, right. Yeah. You can make like, like Italian cooking is seasonal and regional Chinese mm-hmm. cooking. It's, it's like all these types of f- f- all these foods are really about seasonality and regionality. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. like, if you do that, then like what's more authentic than, than, you know, what you're making. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of these dishes came from like poor regions of, you know, different countries and you know like you like you said it's you know whatever they can afford a lot of these you know dishes came from people who lived on farms who grew their own vegetables raised their own Mm -hmm. you know animals just because they didn't have the money to go out and purchase these you know premium ingredients to make a dish it's whatever they had available um and yeah and one of the things that really bothers me is, you know, whenever you're watching, uh, say like a food network recipe or Bon Appetit or whatever, and they tell you to find the freshest ingredients possible. That's not always the case, Mm-mm. you know? Well, we and, live in Pennsylvania, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Um, we have like, you a know, three month window of fre- real fresh ingredients that are not yeah, imported exactly. in. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not about going out and splurging on expensive ingredients just to make this one dish that you've never made before that you could possibly screw up, and then you'll never want to make again because you wasted all this money. Like that's mm-hmm. not that's not what it's about. Um, and it's you know, get what you can afford, what you're comfortable spending, you know, money on, and. And well, you, yeah. you can get so creative too. Like when, mm-hmm. when you have constraint, like if you have unlimited budget and unlimited access to anything you want, like, what are you going to make? Like it's like, but if yeah. you have to make something that tastes good and somebody gives you a parsnip, <laughs> like, like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have to make this part. Like just, just go and find something at the grocery store that you typically, you know, is an afterthought, a root vegetable, you know, we mm-hmm. know you love, you love your weird baked potatoes. Like, great. Like go make, <laughs> go make baked potatoes taste good. And just like obsess over it and make it yeah. over and over and over again. And yes. uh, you'll get better at it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. And it's it, like, don't, don't look at it as limitation. Like look at it as yeah. like a creative yeah. constraint or something. Exactly. That's how you get better. It is. Yeah. If you can yeah. make, you know, dusty old root vegetables, like amazing and bang, like that's cool. You know, like when you start nerding out about, oh, like, okay, sure. Go get Bonito flakes and, you know, whatever you can go do that. But if you can like start nerding out about carrots, like, come on, that's neat. Start dehydrating them, mashing them do everything with a carrot fermenting them them. yeah like just just dive into the carrot you can use the tops a lot of people don't know that you can eat the tops they taste like parsley you can make um tabbouleh with them you can make pesto like yeah that's how i feel about the the celery the celery leaves too that's the best part of the celery celery leaves yeah yeah put those in your salad yeah like make a buffalo chicken salad throw the leaves right on there. Yeah. It's like you're eating the wing and the, the celery and the dip all in one. Yeah. So, they're super, great. You're so good. And I don't know why stores cut them <laughs> off and hack them off because they're the best part. I know. Um, yeah. yeah. How about that? Look at us. This is, we're hitting a stride here. Look at us. This we is are. coherent. This is it's way great. more coherent than the first episode. <laughs> it, dude, it can only get better from here. It can only get better. It can only get better. Yeah. Um, you, you, uh, sent me something uh this week and i was looking at it but i didn't want to i wanted to wait and talk about it because it looked like a neat product and yes. it was some sort of uh non-alcoholic aperitif yes man it's it was so good but let me let me let me kind of back up a little bit okay okay um, okay okay so 
like with my journey of not drinking uh, for January and not, not, this isn't a, Oh, I think you should stop drinking because alcohol is poison. That's not Mm -hmm. the case. This was just a time for me to kind of step back, try to lose some weight, develop a much better relationship with alcohol. But since I started like this whole world of different non-alcoholic options, like kind of presented itself to me like different types of non-alcoholic beer. It's not just mm-hmm. Odul's anymore. There's actually craft breweries that are making non-alcoholic beer that tastes extremely good, like really, really good. Um, and then there's all these different companies that are making these non-alcoholic uh, aperitifs and drinks that are based off of Mediterranean style aperitifs that are amazing. Like they're so, so good. But this mm-hmm. one that I showed you is called Gaia. And it's made with um, like white Riesling grape juice, um, different botanicals, herbs, uh, like gentian, um, all these different um, ingredients that create this really nice, like sweet, bitter drink that it really tastes like a cocktail. And it's Mm -hmm. extremely satisfying. And it's like not too sweet, not a lot of sugar in them. Um, and they're fantastic. That's cool. Um, yeah, I've, um, I, I haven't, I don't typically drink a whole lot and I don't, uh, keep a lot. I like, be- I really do like beer. Uh, and if I keep beers in the fridge, I, I probably will drink them. Um, I think I'm just lazy. Like I don't go out and shop for beer. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, but my really my my interests have changed quite a bit too. Uh, I think it's just like getting old and like the mm-hmm. it's harder to function the next day after like a double IPA. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Um, yes. And I was like all in on IPAs and all the bourbons and the whiskeys, and I thought everything else was stupid. And um, I'm I'm getting so into gin like gin drinks mm-hmm. and a lot yep. with uh like aperitifs so like think like negronis um mm-hmm. you know uh, uh fernet uh like things that are just mm-hmm. like really weird by themselves but like when you yep. like start b- building these bounce cocktails like you get like a completely different a diff- different uh, uh experience and there's so many different types of gins and there's a lot of like craft distilleries that are doing mm-hmm. really neat stuff with gins um so uh that's been fun and then like with beers uh kind of going back to like lagers and pilsners yes and just kind of like oh wow like i mean i'm not like drinking you know coors banquet here but like you know (laughs) like like still trying to maintain something that's like made by somebody like Mm -hmm. uh you know in, in a smaller setting but um they're they're just like huh they're way more subtle. Everything's way yeah. more subtle. It doesn't have to be like, wah. And I think that right. uh, has yeah. a lot to do with uh, a lot of the things that I'm thinking about lately is just like the subtlety and how do you like mm-hmm. cling on to, 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 to that stuff, you know? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah. And you can, you can really appreciate the nuances and the flavors. Um, of you know these different like much lighter uh drinks where uh, yeah ipas are so hop heavy and they just fucking wreck your palate like absolutely <laughs> destroy your palate literally the uh, worst thing just... you can imagine eating or drinking when you're having when you want to taste whatever you're eating like it's so bad yeah yeah i mean i Right now, like I would definitely have like a uh, a Mexican style cerveza or a uh, you know rice lager or a pilsner with dinner, just because it's a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, pairs much you know better with with food, um, and it you know doesn't feel like your tongue is gonna you know fucking dry out because it just got assaulted. <laughs> yeah. No. So. Um... When I was living in Salt Lake, uh, my really good friend uh, and uh, myself used to go to this place called the Beer Garden, and uh, it was it was great because they had 
everything. And this is like 2010 um, mm-hmm. when like West Coast, uh, you know, Colorado, uh, like Rocky Mountain uh, IPA, like everything was like IPAs, like mm-hmm. everything. And yeah. um, I think it might have been Sierra Nevada. Uh, a lot of those companies were doing like these limited runs of like bombers and mm-hmm. um, Sierra Nevada. I, th- I think it was Sierra Nevada. I have to look it up. Uh, had, had a beer called uh Hoptimum, and it was a double IPA bomber. And oh. um, I drank <laughs> three of them. Wow. And <laughs> like, I was fine. But the entire next day, the entire next day, I dry heaved the entire next day. Like it was just, it totally destroyed my body in every way. It was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I would drink three of those things. I would, it was so long ago. So long ago. (laughs) I'd be dead. Uh, I would be dead if I did that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, as you know, much as IPAs are pure palate wreckers, I fucking love them. I love. They're good. I, I love a good hazy IPA, like, like a hazy, a juicy, a hazy, unfiltered IPA. They are good. Yeah, the more they're the, so good for me. They need to have a lot of citrus. It's like they're more refreshing, and that kind of takes away that like you know hoppy back of the mouth tart thing that yeah uh, I, I I like a, a more citrusy one, but um, mm-hmm. not for day drinking in the summertime. Oh God, no! Maybe I don't know. No. Depends on. Guess it depends I mean, on the day. <laughs> it, it, like if you day drink in the winter, like uh, on a nice snowy day around a fire at like two p.m. Absolutely, sign me up. I'm that down. Sounds like a nice and a nice, and a nice flannel. Come town. Yeah. Cozy. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I think uh. I think there's something to this. Um, you know what I've been drinking like crazy, and I can't get enough of are San Pellegrino's, uh, just San Pellegrino's and I squeeze lemon and lime in them. It's like the best Sprite you'll ever drink. It's funny you say that. Um, and that sounds amazing. I love San Pellegrino, um, and any type of sparkling water. Um, that, 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 that does sound really nice and refreshing. I actually brought something to show you this, my little, little show and tell, um, oh. Tell me. And so currently what I'm drinking in my nice Ham's beer glass. That's a nice glass. um, Is a sparkling water mixed with this um, red bitter soda called Steppy. And it looks like this. This is a, it's a, um, for people who don't know this product, it's a um, Italian red bitter soda. And it tastes just like Campari. Mix that okay. in with a little bit of um, sparkling water with some orange juice. Fantastic. Really orange juice. Fantastic. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, it's actually inspired by a cocktail that I got at the Vandal in Pittsburgh uh, when, Mandy, when Mandy and I went there a few weeks ago. And it was just those three ingredients, but it was really, really good. And so I told Mandy... Uh, we need to seek out this stoppy. And luckily they had it at Penmac in the strip district. Oh, so we got okay. it. And then they also had another version of stoppy, which is a, uh, just lemon. a lime. lime uh, yeah. Lemon lime. Yeah. And nice. it's fantastic. It's, it's so good. I'm going to look for that. I'm, I'm jazzed. I like, I, I'm really into, um, I don't love all the, like the. I'd be interested to try that because sometimes the like f- uh, flavored uh, waters uh, tastes a little bit artificial for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what is a really good lime flavored sparkling water? Hmm. It's uh, what is it called? Death. Uh, what's that like aggressive looking water uh, called? Oh, liquid death. Uh, liquid death. They have a, a lime one that's like really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that brand is so I, interesting. I, that brand is so interesting. What they built, it's it's purely branding because it's canned water. It's it's purely just awesome. Their lime branding. water is really good. Their lime yeah. water is really good. Yeah, uh, like it's just mineral water and sparkling water. They do have another flavor too that I've seen, uh, like a mango. I haven't tried it though, but oh, okay. uh, 
I'll do. Give it a shot. If, I, if if I'm in a sheets and they got the the lime, uh, you know, sparkling water, I'm going to snag that one. Mm. I'm going to look out for that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, Well, when you guys come down, uh, if you have time, we should go to the strip, the strip district. Yeah, we should. We can load up on stoppy. 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 Nice. Stoppy. I'm into it. I'm into trying different things that, um, you know, keep, keep you sober. That's nice. Yeah. We're getting old, Justin. uh, Well, you're much older than I am. You're much, much older Uh, than me, but. Hold on, like you're, many you're years. What, like thirty? You're like you're what thirty five? I am thirty five. Yes. Oh, many years. Like you're the rabbit. Years. You're the rabbit. Um. So what else? What else we got going on? Um. <clears throat> I watched a movie finally that we were talking about. I believe the menu. Yeah, the menu. Fantastic movie. It was so good. It was um, I, I had high expectations for it because I had a feeling it was going to be good. And you seem to be pretty jazzed on it. Uh, oh, I love that movie. It was probably one of the best one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Yeah, it um, was really it was clever. So good. Yeah, uh, Jess loved not, it. She wants to watch it again. And not from the fact that it was a movie about food. Really, it was just like an all around like great movie as far as like the acting the writing mm-hmm. um like cinematography every everything was the the nice balance of suspense and humor and it was mm-hmm. just fantastic yeah it 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 hit all the marks and it, it it like you say it wasn't it was it wasn't i mean the the centerpiece was like food right but mm-hmm. it was such a good commentary on uh society um, but maybe yeah. before we even get into this, because I was like, man, this movie is so good. So I wanted to do a little bit of research and digging. Um, and I realized, well, maybe one of the reasons why it is it feels so different is because uh, the director uh, mostly directs um, uh, like TV, sitcom, like not sitcoms, but like shows, like s- shows and s- serial, not movies. And a lot of the cast members uh, are from... Um, you know, like a, like series based uh, uh, shows, not movies, you know? So uh, mm-hmm. I wonder if that has a lot to do, like um, uh, the, the gal that played uh, Margot, she's in the queen's gambit. Mm-hmm. She is. And the yes. guy that played, um, uh, was it Tyler? He was uh-huh. in a show on Hulu. That's really good called the great. Have you seen that? Oh yes, we have. That's yeah. a great show. It is a, great, it great is show. really super funny, really good character. Yeah. Um, Nicholas so a lot of the Holt. people in it. Yes, exactly. And I just loved the guy that played the sommelier throughout that whole show, like his timing and how he came in and out. And he yeah. was in was in probably the top, in my opinion, one of the top five funny shows ever made. Uh, Veep. He was in Veep, which is like the most spectacular show. Oh, he was in Veep. Yeah, You're he was right. in Veep. He was like some smarmy guy in Veep. Yeah. Yeah, that but, show was... Um, I, I loved Veep. It was great. Um, yeah. But yeah, this movie was bang on. Yeah. It was really it was. good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I loved like every set of characters were like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I, I know that. Like just, oh, those people feel familiar. Like, oh, those are real people in the food world, you know? And yeah, it was it was um, pretty good. I like I like I told you earlier. Um, I I relate to Tyler to Tyler's character mm-hmm. um, just because you know years ago when I was really getting into food, I really looked up to chefs a lot. Like looked to chefs as they were like celebrities. Um, yeah. you know which I've you know tapered off uh, from there, and I was never the type of person that would take pictures of food at restaurants i never ever did that and never will um i mean uh, that kind of makes me sound like no it's like, fine look at this guy like he'll never take pictures of food ever but no <laughs> I, I would never do that um and you know watching this movie you know and watching his character i was thinking to myself like oh my god that was me is that what i looked like to mandy or like other people um mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was it was weird. 
No, I, I feel you because you definitely, uh, and I did too, idolized uh, chefs, like even local and regional chefs. Um, and they do. You feel like they're, like you get nervous if you like, oh, I, I want to talk to him, but I don't want to talk to him. I want to ask, but is that weird? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of go through this whole thing. And yeah. um, when they're good and the restaurant is good and the service is good, like it's such a, a powerful experience, you know, like with every, oh, it's sure. all, you, it, it's like one of the few things that you can actually do that like hits every sense of your body. Like we can go to art mm-hmm. museums and we can't go and taste everything. There's nobody going to be right. interacting with us and having a personal uh, uh, moment, you know? Um, so these like they're, it's powerful to like go to a restaurant of a, you know, renowned chef and and experience uh um you know courses of what they make um Mm -hmm. but it it probably has gotten too much like too big to to, you know people are just like have become obsessed with uh Mm -hmm. chefs for sure yeah yeah i think so um yeah i don't i I don't want to get too much into the movie because I don't want to give away any spoilers mm-hmm. for people who mm-hmm. haven't seen it yet, um, which I recommend you you go definitely watch it. It's on HBO Max right now, and I believe it's on Hulu as well. Um, so definitely, definitely go check it out. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie. Um, but you know, also too, it really reflects on you know the the status of fine dining as it is currently. Like in our last episode, we talked about Noma closing, um, and you know there's parts of it where you can really tell, you know, the, the path that the chef took to be the best chef in the world was like weighing down on him and you could feel the pressure mm-hmm. and they'll, you know, it almost like consumed his life to be and, in the status he, he is currently took the joy out of his life. Like he was mm-hmm. chasing, chasing something that was the best. Perfect didn't exist and obsessed over it. Absolutely obsessed Mm -hmm. over it. Yeah. 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 And there are chefs to this day that I read about that, that do that. And um, yeah, just completely obsess over it. And if they don't get, you know, that third Michelin star, they, they just go, they, they feel like they're a failure because they didn't get that third star. Yeah. And uh, I I feel like this is going to be something we, kind of touch on ongoing ongoingly but um in the case of noma it was just like not like economically feasible to mm-hmm. rely on basically unpaid interns to do all of that work to to, to right. turn a profit and over the last few years um uh you know, people that were treated poorly and people that were not paid uh, fairly, like they've been able to get more of a voice. And we've really seen um, kind of like they pulled the curtain back on, on how shitty the the uh, industry can be. Right. And mm-hmm. um, how shitty some of these uh, chefs can be and how they treat um uh, their staff, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, I under, I understand to a point, like if you are trying to create something that doesn't exist, like there's an, there's an intensity and a drive there, but you mm-hmm. cannot <laughs> do it at the expense of ruining somebody else's life, you know, or exactly. like making them, making them miserable, you know? Right. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be intense if you're working for a Michelin star restaurant and you should know that, but it shouldn't Mm -hmm. like literally kill you. (laughs) You Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a touch, it's a touchy subject and I would hope to eventually have um, a chef come on to uh, this podcast to talk about their experiences and if they've ever worked in a kitchen like that and their thoughts on where you know, fine dining in the restaurant industry is, is, is headed. Uh, cause I would love to get their perspective because I, you know, I'm not a chef. I've never worked in a professional kitchen. I really can't speak to any of those, um, you know, experiences, but I would love to 
have someone on. Um, you know, or if anyone that's listening is a professional chef, please email us. We love to hear about your experiences uh, working in the industry. Yeah, that would be great. I'm sure we have 10 emails, like by the time it's later. I can't imagine. <laughs> Um, I, so I didn't, I, I didn't work in a kitchen. I worked, uh, when I lived in New Orleans, I did work in, um, I mean, I worked for a confection company. Uh, so they made, um, uh, you know, classic French style pastries, cakes, uh, patisseries, mm-hmm. you know, cookies, chocolates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I did the design stuff. I was on the, you know, marketing side. Um, mm-hmm. but I certainly did would go in the walk-in fridge and eat, uh, you know, cake, um, cake cutoffs and, you know, broken macaroons oh, and all that sort of stuff. The, but it, the best parts. Yeah. I, I <laughs> would, crumbs. I totally, yeah, cake cr- and broken macaroons. Um, but, uh, I have two, two really great friends from that time in my life that I still keep in touch with. I was just texting with them today and, um, talk it it was uh, a a very intense we worked for very intense and shitty people um Mm -hmm. in all different facets like on the marketing side uh one of my friends worked like in the uh kitchen um and one worked uh uh on the fulfillment side you know packaging and shipping so um Mm -hmm. it's i hope it changes i hope it changes for people um and uh, I hope we can get some uh, uh, real professionals in here to be able to talk and interview. How fantastic would that be? Amazing. Like, yeah. absolutely amazing. I would love to hear their point of view and their perspective on the industry. Um, they can even, like, give us some good, like, tips to do in the kitchen. Like, I hope so. Yeah. Could be. Maybe. Someday. Speaking of new do you like my sweatshirt? I do. Um, it, says, it says deli on it <laughs> for the people that aren't watching. So this is a sweatshirt from uh, my favorite deli. Shout out Stein's Deli in on Magazine Street. It's a good shirt. In Ridgeway? No, on Magazine Street in New Orleans. Oh, okay. I feel really dumb asking that now. No, cool. I've never been to New. I've never been to New Orleans, so I'm. I don't. I don't know. I'm not we sure. should go. So let's go. Let's go. Sometime. We should. We should go. Um, I, I could just imagine a lot of viewers are probably thinking like, "Oh, that idiot!" Like, no, no, it just says uh, Delhi. I mean, this is like it, the place wasn't called Delhi. It's called Steins, but they just make sweatshirts called that just say Delhi, which I think is like the most brilliant thing. Oh no, it's fantastic, dude! I just bought a hat that says beans on it. Yeah. <laughs> That I should that I should have worn today. That I'll wear yeah. it for the next one. But I love it. Yeah, beans. We got to, we got to get make yeah. that pork pork love swag. Oh, it'll happen. It's going to. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, what else? So. Um. Eh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a topic that because I mean we could just go off on anything. Yeah, well, can I can um, I tell you where I'm going tomorrow? I'm very I'm very excited about this. Where are you going? So uh, I have the day off. Tomorrow's Friday, but we have off um, for uh, a holiday. And uh, my brother and I are spending Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's a, it's a three day uh, ice cream making class at um, the the food science program at Penn State University. Oh, that's right. You told me about that. Dude, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty jazzed. Wow. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to know so much science about ice cream when you see me next time. Oh, dude. Like, please send us any type of, like, information, pamphlets, <laughs> any, any type everything. of instructions. Like, I, um, that's fascinating. That's really awesome. Yeah. I hope you have a What's great fa- time. I hope so. What's your favorite ice cream? Oh, dude, that's tough. That's really, really tough. I love ice cream. I love all different flavors of ice cream. It, de- I guess, it depends on the season. Really. Okay. Because in the summer, okay. in the summer, I love, love, love strawberry ice cream. In the summer, I do Absolutely love a love strawberry it. milkshake. Is my go-to milkshake. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's the um, best. Fantastic. Uh, in the winter, I usually gravitate towards chocolate or like a uh, like a black raspberry 
um, like chocolate okay. swirls or something like that. Um, uh, Millie's in Pittsburgh makes a sweet potato marshmallow ice cream in the fall that is amazing. It's so so good. Um, so yeah, it's it's more more seasonal for me. Gotcha. What about you? I, uh, speaking of Millie's, I love their. Uh, I don't know if they still make it, but they used to make a Vietnamese iced coffee ice cream. That Ooh. was so good. Um, I think do they still have like a pistachio ice cream that I, I really love. Uh, I love pistachio yeah, gelato, do. and they have a pistachio mm-hmm. ice cream. I really like pistachio ice cream. Um, I don't yeah. love. Uh, this is going to be very controversial. I don't Uh-oh. like chocolate ice cream. First, you don't like baked potatoes. Now you like you don't like chocolate ice cream. Like, how are we friends? I, I like I like chocolate. I like chocolate in my ice cream, but I don't love chocolate ice cream. I don't. Okay, I don't love it. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, like, give me vanilla ice cream with chocolate in it all day, but don't give me chocolate ice cream. It's not. Maybe I'll learn to love it. Maybe I'll make one that I like. <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong with not liking it. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like. I personally am not a vanilla fan. Yeah, I, I can lean vanilla. Not my favorite. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like it with stuff. You know, whether it's like as a base for other things. You know, but yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. pistachio, really almond big. things with. Uh, I like those kind of. It's shocking that I don't like. It's shocking. I am shocked right now. <laughs> I am taken aback. I like strawberry. I agree with you there. Now, strawberry ice cream is is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but that uh, that sounds amazing. Hopefully, you guys have a great time in Happy Valley. Um, yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Should be. Yeah. Tell your brother I said hi. Uh, I will do that. I met him once at your wedding. He probably doesn't even remember me. He probably does. He has a very good memory, Elliot. So. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Um, we've been talking about doing something like this for a while. So uh, I, th- I feel like the class went up in the summer sometime and it fills up super fast. So I was like checking, 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 making sure I had, um, you know, as soon as I got the email to sign up, I was like on it to, to, to yeah. make sure we got in the class. So um, yeah, I don't know. Just something to do, something to learn, something to oh, for you know, sure. add, add to the arsenal. I don't know if I'll... I don't, I don't know that we're going to become professional ice cream makers, but um, who cares? It's just like a fun weekend, yeah. you know, yeah. with a sibling. So, um, And what better place to make it than Penn State? Maybe you should explain um, for people who don't know much about Penn mm-hmm. State ice cream um, and the, the significance of ice cream in Penn State. The, well, well, so they do have uh, – they manufacture ice cream. Um, so first of all, uh, State College uh, Happy Valley is in – central pennsylvania it's in center county it's smack dab in the middle of pennsylvania it's pretty much surrounded by farms you know it's pretty pastoral a lot of a lot of dairy farms uh and they have uh and historically have always had uh, a top-notch um agriculture program and food science program um which in hindsight i probably should have went to school for food science but i didn't know that was an option um and uh, they have the Penn State Creamery where they make um, ice cream. Like, I guess, is it still called Peachy Paterno? I mean, that's their thing, peach ice cream uh, at the Penn State okay. Creamery. What else am I missing? Do you know more? You probably know more about the well, Penn State no, Well, Creamery. no, it's just like I, I um, you know, keep hearing that the you know the Penn State cream is like some of the like the best ice cream in Pennsylvania. It's supposed um, to be quite good. I never had the yeah. peachy paterno is good. The peach ice cream. I don't know if they still call it peachy paterno. I don't know, but it's good peach ice. I love peaches in ice cream. That's another one. Peach ice cream is so good. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Peaches yeah. are so good. They are. They are. Yeah. So it would be fun. It'll be good. Um, you know, dessert. I'm going to find. I'm, I'm I'm threading in a segue because I feel like maybe this could be a, a um, like a share cookbook moment. So um, yeah, I'm super comfortable like making savory food, and uh, I don't do a lot of dessert stuff. I don't love really sweet, like overly sweet desserts. Uh, chocolate mm-hmm. desserts aren't my favorite. Oh, you know. Um, and I actually I'm don't shaking have, my head at you. 
I don't have a lot of, I have a lot of cookbooks, but I don't have a lot of uh, dessert cookbooks. And um, we were talking about the, you know, rise and fall of uh, Bon Appetit, but we can, we'll save that for another time. Um, yes. But I really, really love uh, Claire. Uh, is it Saffitz? Saffitz uh, from yeah. Bon App. And now she has her own. Um, yeah, Saffitz. She has her own channel. And um, I like how she I like how she cooks. I like how she makes desserts. Um, I've made her her like cobbler recipe is like bang on. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, you can make it into biscuits. You can crumble it. But um, yeah. I, I have her dessert person cookbook. And it's like oh, a really... Nice. It's such a good one if you're not like into or like maybe you feel like a little intimidated by uh, the dessert stuff. Now, I will say so much of the dessert for desserts to go right, just measure and get your mise en place ready. Like it's not jazz. Yeah. You can't be slinging and flinging stuff while, you know, <laughs> things are cooking. Just have everything ready and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ahead of time pre-measured and kind of, you know, work into the, into the dessert. So um, her channel is awesome. I watch it all the time and I feel like I actually mm-hmm. learn a lot of cool uh, uh, techniques and skills and, and dessert stuff from her. Yeah. And that's a good rule of thumb in general with cooking is just to have your mise en place um, and all of your ingredients prepped and ready to go, it's just so you're not trying to measure out something while your 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 beans are overcooking and on the stove and the scorching yeah. beans and um, scorching beans. I'm gonna write that down. Scor- like that. Not, that's another another merch idea. Scorching beans. Um, no, I've I've been wanting to get her cookbook for a while, and I think I sh- I think I'm I think I'm gonna buy it for Mandy because we both love Claire. Um, she, she was definitely she is, our favorite. No. Oh, she does. Yeah, she's got dessert person, and what's for dessert? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'd I probably love, recommend I love her. dessert. Yeah, I, she's so quirky. Um, yeah, it would be a great, she, great one. She was definitely our favorite. Um, our favorite personality on Bon Appetit when she was on there. Yeah, yeah. Good, good shows. Good production. She would always like, you know, like work through the fluster and that, like, you know. The, mm-hmm way that they would edit that it was always like well done so, yeah <laughs> uh, i'm glad yeah. she still has a channel because like i it's probably the one like sole dessert cooking channel that i follow and i feel like i mm-hmm. learn from and um it yep. just feels really re- real she's so, like you feel like you're kind of cooking with her you know which is cool mm-hmm. and um, yeah she's yeah. very thorough She's very, she's thorough. like very perfect thorough. for for somebody that works in pastry, like yeah. very detail oriented. Absolutely, I am I am not detail oriented. <laughs> <laughs> I am the opposite of whatever that is. Same. Um, I don't have any cookbooks with me currently. They're That's all okay. upstairs, but um, bring one down next uh, time. The, uh, yeah, uh, but the one cookbook that that we like a lot is uh, uh, Carla Lolly Music's cookbook called "That Sounds So Good." Uh, we frequent that cookbook, you know, a lot. It's a lot of you know easy weeknight recipes. Okay, um, that are you know really easy to make. They're they're unique. They're different, um, and we just we just keep going back to it. But. Um, yeah, I'll bring it down next time, and I'll even bring down another one. Um, I like this. I like this yeah. episode part. It's like it's like um, reading Rainbow for food <laughs> lovers. Yeah, it's good. I like this. Let's look at this. Eating uh, Rainbow. Oh, writing that down. Eating. Write rainbow. it down. I'm not putting G's on the end of anything. It's just like hyphens, like scorching, eating, eating Rainbow. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good call. <laughs> uh i don't know it's it, i mean we're we're about, we're at the hour should we should we should we call it is that a good is that a good uh second episode i feel like this is a great second episode i just love seeing yeah. your face and i love seeing your face so here we are scratch the hog so good <laughs> that's what it's about we're just here to make each other feel better build each other up in our, hus- <laughs> in our husky pants with elastic yeah, waistband yeah. <laughs> 
but another thing that'll make us feel better is hearing from you guys and all of you out there. Um, let us know how we're doing. If you like the show, if you have any questions, reach out. Scratch the hog at gmail.com. Follow us, rate us, review us, iTunes, Spotify. I think at some point, Google, po- don't worry about Google podcast and YouTube. <laughs> if you want to see our voices or see, see our voices. Our oh my goodness. So, ooh. Hear, 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 our fa- hear our faces and see our lovely voices. That's we're transcendental. You're getting into yeah. it. I was always told I had a voice for, uh, no, a face for radio. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, man, it was uh, uh, always a pleasure chatting. Um, I'm so glad that we're doing Same. this. And uh, I hope other people enjoy it, too. So uh, until so. next time. Uh, I'll be a professional ice cream maker the next time we talk, though. So <laughs> pretty much. Cool, man. Take and it I, easy. Awesome. Oh, what? See you, bud. What? <laughs> what? what? Okay, so we're going to, for episode three, we're going to work on, we worked on the intro. Like we got the, the opening. Yeah. I'm not cutting yeah. any of this. This is going to be part of it. We're going to work on how we smoothly it. transition yeah. out yeah. of How we smoothly thing. just say, say goodbye, Zach. <laughs> goodbye, Justin. <laughs> face, bye. We're husky. Bye. <laughs> That's right. it. That's it. That's our That's ending. It. We say, love your face. Goodbye. Love your face. Goodbye. Love your face.